G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. The little things that we allow to creep into our lives that rob us of the fruit in our relationship with Jesus. Because those little things don't stay little for long. Eventually, they turn into big things and then... Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Just fabulous to be back with you again today as we take a look at those little foxes in your life from a different perspective. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life, just at the moment. This week on the program, we're asking the question, have you fallen asleep at the wheel as we head along the road to eternity? And it's interesting, because over these last few weeks, what we've discovered is that it's pretty clear that the things we do right now, the way we live, the, the attitudes we have, the way we treat God and other people, all those things are the evidence of the extent to which we've truly, truly accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. Now, the awesome thing is that when we do that, when we give our lives completely to him, a joy starts bubbling up in our hearts and a peace starts reigning in our lives. Even though we go through bad patches, things happen to all of us like that. And yet, like any journey, it's so easy to start off with great joy and enthusiasm and and then little by little, I don't know, compromises creep in and our, our hearts grow just a bit lukewarm. And, and before we know it, we've wandered so far off the track that we don't even know what direction we're headed in anymore. And Jesus comes along right in the middle of that and puts his finger on the problem, not to condemn us, but to get us back on the right track to the right eternity. And so again, we're looking at what he's saying to another church today on the program, the fifth of our seven that he speaks to in chapters two and three of the book of Revelation in the New Testament. Because not only is he speaking to those people back then in the late first century, you know something? He's in the business of speaking to us too, you and me, here at the beginning of the 21st century. Now, today we're moving on and looking at what he has to say to the fifth church in this list of seven, the church in a place called Sardis. And the really interesting thing about this church is that on the outside, it appeared to be alive and well, but on the inside, it was close to death. Boy, doesn't that sound vaguely familiar? Let's have a listen to what Jesus has to say to them and to us. Revelation chapter 3. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have a name for being alive, but you're dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is on the point of death, for I have not found your works perfect in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Obey it and repent. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. Yet you have still a few persons in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me, dressed in white, for they are worthy. 
If you conquer, you will be clothed like them in white robes and will not blot your name out of the book of life. I will confess your name before my Father and before the angels. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You know, we didn't look at this particular passage on the program last week, but it was such a great summation of what we talked about. Wake up! You've fallen asleep at the wheel. Sardis, back in the 6th century before Christ, was one of the most powerful cities going around. But by the time this letter is being written from Jesus through the Apostle John to the church in Sardis late in the 1st century AD, it's just a relic of what it once was. It was up high on nearly a vertical rock wall rising 1,500 feet above the valley. It was a natural, powerful citadel. But it was a shell of what it had been in its former glory. And this is such a powerful image of what was going on in the life of the church here. On the outside, it appeared to be live, but really on the inside, it was just a shell close to death. Can I tell you, my friend, that is such an apt picture of so many a person's life. People going to church, praising God, listening apparently attentively to the sermon, carrying their Bibles piously to and from church. But let me tell you, none of that means anything unless we're alive on the inside. None of that means anything unless we're alive in Christ, connected into an intimate relationship with him. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 15, beginning at verse 1? He said, I'm the true vine, and my father's the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit, but every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. That's what's going on here. They're dying, and they're not bearing fruit because they're not connected to the vine. And what's Jesus saying to them? What's Jesus saying to you and me? Wake up! And strengthen what remains and is on the point of death, for I have not found your works perfect in the sight of my God. Remember, remember then what you received and heard, and obey it and repent. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. In other words, listen, there's a little something left inside you. It may seem small, it may seem distant, it may seem that you've been pretending so hard on the outside that you feel so incredibly dead to God on the inside. It may well be that you haven't experienced the wondrous presence of God for what feels like an eternity. But right now, Jesus is standing here and speaking with you and saying to you, Wake up and strengthen what remains and is on the point of death, for I have not found your works perfect in the sight of my God. And how? How do we do that? Well, memory is a powerful thing. Remember then what you've received and heard, and obey it and repent. For if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. What a clear 
clear alternative. You see, we all go through this stage. Once upon a time, we believed in Jesus a long, long time ago, seemingly in a galaxy far, far away, and now we're dead on the inside. And what makes it worse is we've been pretending to everyone that things are okay when they're not. And Jesus is pulling alongside saying, remember what it was like. Remember when I gave you my spirit and you received my presence. Remember what you heard from me and turn around and live in that and let that memory sustain you and just start to do the things that you heard from me and the things that you know are right. Jesus came to these churches, not to condemn them, but to save them. Jesus is coming to you and me here and now, not to condemn us, but to save us. And sure, he doesn't mince his words. He's setting out a clear alternative. If you don't wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know the hour I'm going to come. But the main point of what he's doing here with you and me today is calling us back to him, showing us the way back, the way back to him that we've longed for but haven't been able to find. Remember then what you received and heard, obey it and repent. God is gracious. It's no coincidence he's put you and me here together. Whether you're sitting in a refugee camp in Somalia or tuning in on an iPod in the tube in London or changing a nappy in a home in Udnadada West in Australia, it doesn't matter who we are, where we are, what colour our skin is, how far we've drifted from God, today Jesus is coming and calling us back, showing us the way because he is the way, the truth and the life. remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.